Welcome to our bonus podcast. I just first want to say I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for helping be a part of financially walking us forward in this season of a new way of seeing God and pursuing emotional and spiritual well-being together through the website at pastor-paul.com. Will you share what you love about the work that I do and our community does with someone else today and let them know this is a great place to get inspired and enjoy things. Now, let's talk with Ashley Hefley, the tarot card reading Christian. And she's going to give us a card reading. Don't be afraid. I promise God is not mad at you for seeking out emotional and spiritual well-being and doing it together in community here at pastor-paul.com and the post evangelical podcast our bonus issue with Ashley Hefley is next All right, welcome to our bonus podcast. We've been having a, a wonderful conversation with Ashley Hefley, who is a former evangelical turned mystic, um, who works as an organ donation professional. Her family is involved in business and youth sports. Um, but we're here talking about this mysticism of somebody who grew up with a Christian background and now is incorporating in her spiritual life more of these other practices and of disclosure from me, yoga, meditation, a little bit of Buddha, Buddhist practice, some other things have I've started incorporating into my life. And interesting, and I guess we can reiterate a little bit, you have felt this has given you a little more interactive space with the spiritual world and heaven and the divine, if you will, than, than you were able to, to have through Christianity. Is that right? Yeah, I I did feel that there was a sense of like, Growing up in the Christian space, um, I never truly felt connected in a way that I do now. But there was also this weird, like, superiority complex I had for a long time um, that now I feel is it's gotten me to a point where we can all believe whatever we want to believe. And as long as we're not harming others, we can come together and learn from each other and have great conversations and really connect to our humanity and also connect to maybe something even more than that. So we're going to have you do a tarot card reading and I'm, and I'm not going to go to hell for asking you to do that. No, I don't think so. And I, I asked that somewhat jokingly. <laughs> I, know. I know for some people that's a very significant and serious issue. And so yeah. I don't know. Did you have to work through that at all? Am I, am I doing something that makes God unhappy? Yeah, I, for sure. I was still like really in the peak of like deconstructing whenever I first started with tarot. Um, I wasn't quite sure how it lined up. And unfortunately, like, to be honest, I, me and my husband actually lost some friends over it. Um, and we're still kind of trying to work through that. But, you know, luckily we have each other. And from the amount of help and healing that it has brought me, I have grown in ways that I can't even explain in the past couple of years. So it from that, just from like that alone, I feel happy and safe. I feel safe in it. I think that's the word I was looking for. And and by the way, I, so before we got on 
the air together, we found out that that uh, you live in this little space in southeast Kansas that I actually lived in when I was much younger. And and we we so we know this weird space together. But I know that that is a very, very conservative area. How how are people looking at you in what I know is a, is a little community that you live in there? So it's, it's hard because I grew up in church down here mm. um, and people know me. Uh, you know, it is such a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Um, I was really like well-liked and well-rounded in high school. And so, and so was my husband and people know us very well to where it was kind of hard seeing, um, all of a sudden a lot of people not reaching out. Um, but that's honestly more for the older crowd, to be honest, um, which that's okay. I get it. Um, but I think most people would be surprised at the, the younger generations around here, even in these conservative areas. Um, I've had so many, so many people that I grew up around reaching out and being like, Hey, this is helping me so much. It's so nice to see like that kind of representation or it, it's helpful to know that there are other ways to think. And that I think alone brings me, um, a it makes me feel a lot better because <laughs> I mean, you can dwell, you, you can get a little uncomfortable whenever you see certain people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I live in a conservative area in California, mm -hmm. but it's a but it's a big city, and so we can find people from a whole lot of different ranges. and And you may not have quite that same amount of comfort. No, just the cows right across the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. So, tell us about tarot cards. What what? How does it work? What what yeah. is the, what is the point of all this? Tell us about it. So um, I, I tend to just use the um, Rider Waite Smith deck, which um, the symbolism is kind of similar to like a regular deck of cards where there's like four suits. Um, so we have the pinnacles, we have the swords, we have the wands, and we have the cups. And each of those represent like a an area of, let's say, a uh, the swords represent intellect and mind and anything going around going on in like your mind or um, needing of some sort of making decisions. Um, whereas wands might be more creativity and creative energy. And so whenever you get a card that's in um, how whatever number of wands, it's hinting at something in the creative realm. And each of the numbers, numbers are sim are uh, part of the symbology as well. Um, the color of the cards, like if your card is mostly blue, blue is significant in like emotional, um, something in regard to your emotions. Um, and then you have the kings and the queens and the, you know, things like that. Um, and a whole major arcana, which have also like a story, basically, it starts with the fool who is beginning on a journey. It's like when you get the fool in a deck, it's significant of you might be beginning a brand new journey here soon, or something is starting. Um, and then, you know, 
I think for people, there's like the death card or the um, devil card that people are like, oh my gosh, demons. Um, <laughs> but in reality, like the death card is very, um, symbolizes something in your life is ending. Transition, yeah. A, yeah, some sort of transition. The yeah. tower is like, the card is the tower falling and it's like fire and it looks scary but it is like you're in a process of maybe some chaos going on at the moment maybe some upheaval there's there's a lot going on um and you're looking at the cards and it's bringing up messages and things that maybe you just need to hear you can always look at them like do one card pull a day and just get your card for the day like oh okay I'm getting a lot of swords today. Maybe I need to be on my mental game. Maybe I'm going to have to make some decisions today. Um, things like that. Okay. But I have my deck here. And I kind of just, I, I'm not a very good shuffler. So I, <laughs> I just kind of go with it. Um, but can whenever. That, can that mess up your message if you're not a good shuffler though? Nope. Okay. No, nope, because right. we, we just, it's one of those things like we, we give it to God, we give it to the universe because whatever card is going to come out is going to be the card that you just need to hear that day. All right. Um, whenever I'm shuffling, oh, okay. Well, one came out. So, <laughs> okay, we have some swords. We have uh -oh. some swords. So we're looking at the, oh, the eight of swords. Okay. And you can see from um, from the the picture, she's tied up. It's a sense of like constraint of feeling um, restricted, feeling maybe having a hard time making a decision because you feel like you have to make a certain decision, but you don't want to make that decision. Um, so do you think that card is for you? Is it for me? Is it for somebody in the in the commenters here? It it is for whoever resonates okay. with this because okay. this came out of me shuffling. Whenever they flip out like that, I'm like, okay, well, I gotta say it. Um, but yeah, if this resonates with somebody, like you're feeling restricted right now. Um, I like to bring up. I have an app. If anybody is wanting to learn tarot, um, the Labyrinthos app. It's really great to have whenever you're wanting just like some maybe keywords for a specific card, not wanting to go super in depth. Um, but uh, the three keywords for this card are imprisonment, powerlessness, and self-victimization. Um, yeah, feelings of helplessness. Mm. So those happen to be words that are pretty significant for me, right, in, in this particular day. Mm. Um, of course, my atheist friends would say, well, those are anybody could take those and, right. and, and make them. So it, it probably does take some belief in, in walking with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly what my husband told me as well. He was like, oh, any of these cards could be, you know, what I needed to hear or whatever. I'm like, maybe, but maybe you didn't need to hear those others at this specific time. Yeah, and, and so we're, and I'm, I'm 
trying to make some decisions about some, I just be honest with everybody, some of my mental health and, and emotional well-being work that I'm doing. And, and so those words happen to be words that mm-hmm. I've been speaking quite a bit and like trying to think of how I get unstuck and, and un, sort of untied in where I am. And so anyway, speaks to me today for Whoa. sure. Well, then let's, let's do another one. Let's see if we can get something else and see if there's anything specific in regard to that feeling. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a place. uh, This one for a while last year was coming up for me a lot too. Sometimes Mm -hmm. cards can like be like a, a stalker card is what they call it. (laughs) And it's a card where like, if that's a theme, that's just like reoccurring. It's like, Hey, I need you to take a look at this. I need, this is, something I need you to focus on. <laughs> yeah. And we have uh, Jamie and I think that may be Joa, Joa, Joa. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. But yeah, let us know if these cards are speaking to you guys as you're, as yeah. you're following along. All right. So then sometimes I'll do a, I'll just split the card deck into like threes and then bring it all up. Okay. Moving on, we have another swords here. We have this six of swords, leaving a bad situation and moving Mm -hmm. forward. Something maybe that was painful and difficult. um, And it was a hard decision to make, but you're moving on at the moment. You, You have taken the first step to leaving that situation And that's what you're supposed to be doing. It might Mm. not feel good, but it is what you're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's spot on for me, right? Uh, In fact, like uncomfortably so, I think, to be honest. And (laughs) there are times I, and I do want to say like, there are times where I'll do a reading for myself and I'll be like, I don't like this. I don't. Why, I don't like the way the cards that came out for me on these questions or how I'm feeling right now. And those are the ones that I'm like, I need to write this down. I need to take this and journal it because that's where I find like the most breakthroughs come from. Um, and it really gets it out onto paper, what you're really feeling about it. And that I think that's why these have been so healing for me is because I mean they're cards they don't care about your feelings mm. they're going to point out something if if you need to if you need to see it or if the universe feels like it's something that you need to know it'll point it out whether or not you want to know it or not <laughs> interesting and and it's and again the funny thing to me is we sort of denigrate this stuff in the christian space all, and there, so there was a time when in my life, when it, no matter where I went, I was getting like the best parking spot in the parking lot. Uh-huh. And I just felt like it was a season of that was an indicator of like open doors and, and profitability and prosperity. And so we can see that. And I would share that as a pastor of a church of people like, oh, this is great that God's giving you this favor. So we'll take that all day long. But yes. these cards, we would say, no, it, that can't be true or that has to be evil or something, but no, right. those are, those are two definitely spot on cards for me. 
Oh, I'm I'm really glad to hear that. I'm sorry if it made it did make you uncomfortable, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it was helping for somebody else too. Maybe there's um, a group of people that are in that season, um, and definitely journal about it for anybody that feels that because those are hard cards to see. <laughs> Well, and I'm in a I'm in a space of life where I I don't think we're su supposed to be comfortable. Comfortable mm -hmm. is is not necessarily good. And I, I, I again, it's part of I think the problem of my religious upbringing was like, oh, we just forgive and forget and move on, or we'll just let Jesus handle it, or we'll take it to the cross, and and comfort becomes this really valued thing when. Sometimes I think we need to be really uncomfortable and and walk through the the shit of life. Yes. To really get down and get honest to what we're doing. So even though those cards are a little bit uncomfortable, I think it's it's good for us to be uncomfortable and think about those things. So wow, Absolutely. that's very cool. Oh, I'm and, so glad. And you've been dealing and kind of letting tarot cards be important in your life for how long now? You said about a year. Yeah about yeah a year now um and there's this term in the like witchy community called shadow work which really is just like therapy uh in a way or like really just getting into like the the yucky stuff and uprooting it um and i will say this that tarot cards play a really big role in my shadow work of mm figuring out maybe some parts in like, even like my childhood that maybe I need to look at and revisit um, and work through those things. And with the tarot cards, it almost feels, it feels like um, I'm looking at all these things, but I have like a nice cozy blanket on and I have my, like I have some pillows. It, it feels like I have, the universe on my side because it's mm -hmm. like we're walking you we're, we're here with you or my angels or you know or god and it, it feels like it, we're here with you it's okay to look at this yucky stuff because it might be hard but we're doing this together it, it feels like i'm one mm -hmm. with the universe and healing and we're doing this healing work because this healing work is so important for us individually, so we can heal the collective. Mm. So if somebody else heard what you're saying, maybe they come from an evangelical Christian background, they've been hesitant, what would your recommendation be for them to sort of search this out further? Yeah, I think one of the coolest things about social media is that it's like not permanent, you're not having to buy any books or anything like that. I would look through and maybe see search on TikTok or Instagram, some tarot readers and just watch one of their lives. So many of them go live and they will do readings for people um, and chat with people just to kind of see like what it is, what it's like. Um, and you can kind of just do that until maybe you're a little bit more comfortable and maybe you want to book a reading with somebody you want to see like, how how it maybe influences you if it really resonates with you um it's okay if that modality that path isn't for you but it is so so important to me that i really like to encourage people to at least try it 
And I think my encouragement to people would be, uh, I, I believe a lot of what we read in the Bible at, at times, you know, like in the writings of Paul, it will say, this is an imperative to those who believe. Like, I think a lot of times Paul was talking to people in a particular community of people mm-hmm. and, and he was saying to be in agreement as a people, we're not going to do X, Y, or Z together. I don't think those are imperatives to everybody through all of history. In fact, I think in some ways, Paul, if he knew what, how we handled the books we attribute to him in the Bible, he would be like, what? <laughs> that was right. never the intention of that. And I say <laughs> that because I I think there is a space to give permission to seek this out, to try things out, not be afraid. And some may work for you and some may not. And if it, right. And if it does, what was the, you had a saying in here, right, about this. Take what resonates. Is that right? Take what resonates and leave the rest. If it doesn't resonate with you and if it you don't find that it feeds your soul or, or feeds you any messages that you find resonate, then it might not be for you. But there is something to be said about some of these like grounding techniques, about yoga, about getting an herbal tea and you know, mixing up a bunch of herbs that are meant for relaxation and drinking it and and just nurturing your body. Um, there's something to be said for all of these things. And I, I think that somebody can find something that suits them. It's mm, good. Uh, because I think that's, I, I want to give people permission. Let's remove some of the fear from this. Yeah. And you find what works for you in connecting with the divine that that draws you to your better self. I think that's the mm-hmm. purpose of all of this. I see Christianity, particularly sort of that American evangelicalism, drawing people to their worst self, drawing them to a more exclusive, more divisive self. And so seek out a spirituality that draws you to your better self. And what I love, I'm assuming you're millennial, right? Yes. Okay. I don't I don't mean to, to assume, but... No, you're fine. I have you know, people lamenting, oh, millennials and and particularly Zers are not going Mm -hmm. to church and oh, it's terrible. And I tell them I'm getting to hang out with a lot of people from these generations. And yes, they are less Christian than the previous generations, but Mm -hmm. more spiritual. And and that always gives me a lot of hope. So I I just want to give people permission to to check it out. And if it works for you, great. If it doesn't, great. Just find what works for you. And I think that's a great message that you bring. Thank you. Very cool. So how can people find you online or anywhere else? Yeah, you can find me at Ash Hefley XO on Instagram and TikTok. I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, I'm on TikTok every now and then, but TikTok's kind of my unfiltered thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And just before I let you go, I got to So you were a Disney princess performer. Tell us about working for Disney. Oh, Honestly, some of the best years of my life. Um, got to work in Florida and Orlando, uh, Walt Disney World for a short little while. And then um, was able to go work abroad in Hong Kong Disney and then opened up Shanghai Disneyland in 2016. Wow. And I will always have a special place in my heart for all things Disney. Um, but Cinderella in particular is my girl. <laughs> And when you're Cinderella in Shanghai, is is she different decidedly from in Orlando? Um, no, actually, uh, she's not. Unfortunately, there's a language barrier most of the time, but um, 
everybody's still so excited to see her. And Cinderella is, uh, you know, one of the more classic, the older princesses. And so she connects with anybody from two years old to a hundred. And so there's nothing better than that. Oh, very cool. Uh, years ago, when I was working as a sportscaster before I was doing pastoring and all that stuff, um, there was a Disney hosted a bowl game called the, the, I guess it was called the Disneyland Bowl or Disneyland Classic. That's what it was. Mm. And so they set us up in the Disneyland Hotel to cover the game and gave us, you know, let us use their editing facilities and their live mm -hmm. broadcasting facilities. And it was wonderful. But they, the one thing they told us is like, you're going to get to go behind the scenes. And if you tell anything you see behind the scenes, you're out. And we will pull your pass and you're out. And, you know, and so we did get to go behind the scenes and see a lot of stuff. And the I was waiting to do my live and there was somebody broadcasting from another station. And he said, I saw Goofy with his head off and it was a female playing Goofy. And man, they were out. They cut that live off. They said, you're gone. So don't ever say if you see Goofy with his head off. Or anything. No, especially not whenever you're live on their property. <laughs> And yeah, tell me if this is true. Like they told us that you you can see several of the several, there will be several of the characters throughout the park, but there's never more than one Mickey in the park. Is that is that true? That's not true. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> all right. They are stinkers. That they really love to keep Mickey's magic alive, which I, I understand. He's special. Beautiful stuff. Well, my kids, uh, my son is graduating from high school and we asked what he wanted to do for a graduation trip and it was Disneyland. That's where he wanted mm. to go. So Absolutely. it is the, the what greatest place on earth or whatever. <laughs> so much magic. Yes. Well, Ashley, it's been great to meet you and get to talk to you. And I appreciate you bringing this message and providing, as somebody was saying in the comments here, validation to try some of these things out. So very cool for you to share. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Awesome.